Hello, beloved friends. Welcome back to season three, episode one of the Courage Within podcast with your host, Livier. I am so excited to be with you today. I have a new studio. This is our new setup. Welcome. I hope that you enjoy it. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're just listening, I hope that you enjoy the new sound from our newly remodeled podcast studio. I am so happy to be with you today. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the subject of why try when I know I'm going to fail. I wanted for you to know that in this new year, it's okay for you to be the same you but that you can have new hope. And I hope to encourage your year because for me, new years have represented a whole lot of things. In my past, new years often came with a a sort of this dreadful notice of I've done nothing. I've lost my dreams. I've lost my hope. I've lost my joy. And I was hopeless in a season of my life. So when the new year came around, it was just a cruel reminder that I hadn't done anything for my life and that indeed I wasn't going to have any hope. Listen, at that time, I truly needed a savior and thank God for Jesus, right? Because Jesus became my savior. At another point in my life, I was so hungry to run after the race that God set before me. Listen, when you are hopeless and Jesus rescues you, I wanted to be everything that God called me to be. So every new year was this like line in the sand and I felt like this racehorse wanting to just go for it and wanting to go so hard. You know the term burnt out? (laughs) That is what I became after a few years of doing that. I did have vision from God and I did have this new hope, but I also didn't have boundaries and I didn't know that it wasn't up to me to change and transform my own heart the way that God told me he would, that I needed to wait and be patient and learn how to cultivate discipline and patience and focus and even seasons of rest. Now in my life, new years come and I feel excited, but I don't hold myself to a standard that I can't attain. And here's what I have learned. I'm a recovering perfectionist. So before everything had to be quote unquote perfect in order for me to feel like I had done a good job. Therefore, I didn't do anything because who can be perfect? No one. No one is perfect except for Jesus. So I was in the, if I don't try, then I won't feel the feelings of failure. What I have learned is Nothing is perfect. And when you just go and you fail, you actually learn, you level up, you catch wind of the fact that you are not a failure when you try something and you fail. Before I used to think, oh my gosh, of course, you're so stupid. Of course, you're so dumb. You're not going to learn anything. Of course, it didn't work for you because nothing works for you. My inner monologue was so mean to myself that I didn't dare try anything because I wanted it all to be perfect. Now I'm in the bucket of, I'm going to do my best and leave the rest to God. And I am going to think of better done than perfect. And I will think of progress over perfection. That is my new mantra is that I think, you know what? If this project isn't perfect, it's still going to serve somebody. I can't go around thinking that I'm going to be perfect at everything that I do, because if I do, then I'm not going to be effective for the kingdom of God. I prayed that God would give me vision for my life and he did. And when he did, I was petrified of ruining his name. Like I was really scared more than anything of losing God in the midst of my trial of, of 
you know, trying to do the thing that he called me to do. And what I've learned is that there is nothing that I can do to mess up the love of God. That is my favorite thing about the Lord. He is so steadfast. And even if we don't accomplish deadly squat this year, even if we don't accomplish anything, I hope that you know that you are still enough. If you don't accomplish anything in 2024, 2025, 2026, 2098, you are still worthy and valuable because Jesus is worthy and valuable for you. And when you ask for Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, he becomes the righteousness that you couldn't, that I couldn't. I couldn't bear to be perfect. So Jesus is my perfectness. Jesus is the the thing that enters into my heart and gives me perfection from the inside out because God sees me through the sacrifice of Jesus. So he sees me as 100% perfect. Isn't that nuts to think about? It's nuts to think about for me, but listen, I want to read to you out of Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. I have been crucified with Christ. Think of that. You and I, we have so much guilt and shame over our past, our failures, the things that we have done wrong, maybe the things that we've experienced that other people have done to us that have been wrong. And we need to picture ourselves being crucified with Christ. Okay. It says, I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Oh, Christ lives in me. He lives in you. I'm going to read it without commentary. Okay. I'm going to read the whole thing because I get excited and then I start. So I want to read to you out of Galatians 2.20 and I'm not going to interpose anything of mine just so that you can hear the whole scripture. I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. You have two things going for you this year. You have been crucified with Christ. So everything that you have done or that has been done to you has been crucified. It is done. It is dead. And it is no longer you who live, but Christ lives in you. You've become a new creation. God has made you new. He's giving you life over death, life over sin, life over your mistakes, life over your not getting it together in 2023. He is living inside of you. And that life, which you now live, you can live by faith in the son of God who loves you, who loves you. Listen to that. God loves you. Jesus loves you. The Holy Spirit of God loves you and gave himself up for you. Those two things are life-changing that God loves us and that he gave himself up for us. What other love is so compassionate, so kind, so giving that it gives its entire life for us. And not only his life, but his resurrection, right? The Lord had power to die and resurrected for you and me. And that is our saving grace. When the new year comes around, we don't have to wonder, do we have importance? Are we valuable? Are we worthy? Are we enough? No, in it of ourselves, we are not. But with Christ, Yes, we are. We are, no matter if we do anything or not. 
And here's the beautiful part that God invites us into. He wants relationship with you and I, and he wants you to know that he made you on purpose with a purpose. So I believe that not only is God calling us to see ourselves the way that he sees us, which is loved, enough, important, valued, worthy, lovable, all those things you already are. So from that abundance, you can ask God to help you create a life that is worth living. And you can fail at that and you can try and and give your best and be okay with failing because when you fail, you are not a failure to God. You are his child and he loves you so very much. I don't think I know a more important aspect other than understanding that there is super intentional, true freedom for our hearts in this earth. I know that this life is hard. This life is so challenging. We are not going to live our lives here on earth without challenges and difficulties and pain and suffering and grief and drama. That is part of the issue, part of the problem and part of the the rescue story of Christ, the redemption of the Lord was giving his son for all of that, for you and for me. On earth, we will not have an easy life. We can look forward to heaven because in heaven, we will not have to experience any of the stuff that we do here. Praise God, right? Praise you, Jesus, that we get to enter heaven because of what you have done and accomplished on the cross for us. So on earth, while we're living, we are already going to be experiencing some pretty awful things, right? Wouldn't you rather live a life that is for Christ and for his kingdom and for his glory than living a life full of already awful things with no hope? That is the reason why I love Jesus so much is that he is my living hope. Anything that I think of in my past that makes me sad when I think of Jesus It doesn't take away the sadness, but it gives me joy. It gives me hope that he's going to use what happened to me in the past. All the things that I experienced that were horrible and terrible. The traumas that I faced. I am a survivor of complex trauma. I have been through so much therapy. I have healed so much with God. And all of those things happened to me and they were about to take my identity. They are about to take my hope. They had me bound in a cage of fear. I was bound by shame and condemnation and fear. And I had not a free life. But I now can say that I am free in Christ. And I get to live my life in a way that is important to God, that is valuable to God. And I am so grateful for that. And no, I cannot have an easy life, but I can have freedom in Christ on earth. And that that is like having a little piece of heaven on earth. It's having this living hope that no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you did or didn't accomplish in 2023, or what you're thinking already, goodness, I already know that I'm going to write all these things down. I'm not going to accomplish them. Maybe you're being so hard on yourself because you don't have true living hope inside of you. Maybe think about giving your life to Jesus. Or if you have given your life to Jesus, maybe think about recommitting yourself to him and realigning yourself with the savior and asking him, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Give me vision. Pray that God would give you the self-control to do the little habits every day that would create a life that you feel is worth living. I know for me, 
I was like the worst at self-care. I didn't know how to um, be healthy and, and I was a mess. I was a mess. I had all sorts of issues, all sorts of self-deprecating behaviors. I went, you know, and I did so many things that were, uh, I wouldn't say wrong, but that were detrimental to my health and well-being, my mental health. It was not a priority. And my spiritual health was not a priority, nor my physical health. Not, not All of my health was not a priority to me because I wasn't a priority to me. But when Christ gave me his love and he showed me that he made me in his image and that I can, I can be excited for who I am because he created me. I didn't create myself. You didn't create yourself. God created you in his image with a purpose that only you can fulfill. And yes, you are enough. You are enough right now without doing anything. And the Lord doesn't need you. The Lord doesn't need me. What a blessing, right? But God wants us. God wants to partner with you and me. God wants relationship with you and I. He wants to use you. He wants to use me. He wants to use us for his kingdom, right? The Bible says in Matthew 5.15, God says, Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Think about it. When you accept Jesus into your heart and he becomes the Lord and Savior of your life, you will be a light to others that are still in darkness. Even if all you do is walk in the love that Christ has given you. God has unfailing, unshakable love for you and me. And he has given it to us freely. We All we have to do is receive it with faith. I pray that this podcast encouraged you today. If it did, Think about sending it to a friend that might need to be encouraged. If you want to have this podcast reach many more people, leave a comment down below or leave a review on iTunes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you, God, that you have given us Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that he is living in us and that we are surrounded by your everlasting love because of it. Thank you, God, that we can approach you with everything that we need, Lord. And we need vision for this year. We need to know who we are in you, God. We are so desperate for the world to tell us that we're enough, we're important. We are running so hard and so fast trying to figure out our purpose and, and figure out if we matter. Lord God, would you help us to rest in you? Help us to see ourselves the way that you see us, that we would stop distracting ourselves from, from the pain so that we would learn and grow and know more of you, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would give us living hope within us and that you would help us to have vision for this new next year, that 2024 wouldn't be a year of hopelessness, but one of hope and true freedom. In the name of Christ, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to our first episode in season three. I cannot believe it. I'm so excited. I believe that God is going to do some amazing things. And I really, really, really value your time. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. I'll talk to you next week. God willing. Adios.